When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, folks, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. I'm Nate, and we are Stranger Than. And again, we have crazy stories about crazy shit for you. And as usual, Joanna came correct with the whole seasonal thing because I am bad about it let's face it and it's going to give us some turkey terror yes turkey terror turkey terror terror is a hard word for me it's like horror and terror hard to do the the er and the repeating yeah the repeating r's are like you know that's a tough one well, that's a good thing that it's called Turkey Terror, because you're going to have to say that word a lot. Well, I'm only going to say it, like, maybe one more time. Oh, fair enough. And I will be telling you about a strange Greek machine and a strange New Zealand custom? Job? I don't know. But how about we start with a little bit of uh, Turkey Terror? All right. This story, we're going to, I'm going to kind of go through these in little segments here. There'll be a smattering of turkey terror throughout the episode. That's right. And just to keep it easy for myself and not be an asshole, I'll just do it. I found a few articles, and so I'll do a couple from each article one by one. So this first story comes to you off of www.mentalfloss.com. And it's an article called Wild Turkey Attack Stories. This one is New Jersey's Gobbling Gangsters. What? <laughs> Courtney, New Le- Jersey has its, got it, has its share of gangsters. You know, there's the Sopranos. Right. You know, there's the Maldesantes, and then there's these fucking turkeys. Right. Courtney Lepchinski was enjoying a peaceful family dinner at her home in Teaneck, New Jersey. I think that's how you pronounce it. T-E-A-N-E-C-K. Who knows? I don't know. Is it like Teaneck? <laughs> or is it like uh, Teaneck? I- New Jersey listeners, let us know. Right. We're probably pronouncing it wrong. I- I'm sure we will, and feel free to, to let us know. The Northeast has a bunch of crazy names that you think are pronounced one way and are in fact pronounced another way. Like Worcester, Massachusetts right. is spelled like W-O-R-C-E-S-T-O-R, like Worcester. Yes. But it's Worcester. Yeah. And they'll get mad if you pronounce it wrong, because, you know, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then we, like, here in the Northwest, we have Puyallup. Yeah. And, you know, 
all kinds of like native names that are not easy for people to pronounce unless they've grown up in an area where they're pronouncing it all the time. Clee Elum and Enumclaw and... Yeah, yeah. Courtney Lipchinski, like I said, having a nice meal with her family when suddenly, and I'm sure quite unexpectedly, a wild turkey crashed through her kitchen window. Oh. Showering her and her children with glass and mud. Fucking turkeys. To quote Courtney, she says, I grabbed the kids and we literally ran for our lives out of the house because we were so scared. And her quote makes me think of my use of the word literally. You know, that's like a pet peeve for some people. So right, probably there's some people I piss off every single episode because not only during every single episode that we record, just throughout the day, I literally say the word literally like 18 fucking times. I've literally heard it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just literally something I tend to do. But yeah, she and her kids literally ran for their actual lives. I mean, that would really throw somebody off. You're just sitting there eating your... D- and then like... <laughs> Glass well, splinters when, and it's a fucking giant wild turkey. Well, wild turkeys aren't as big as the ones that we eat. So it's probably not like a 25-pound hulking like cannonball of feathers that popped in. But nevertheless, well, they're still pretty big birds. Turkeys and don't birds... need to be fucking 25 pounds to be able to totally fuck you up as... Oh, yeah, no. They'll, I will I mean, be telling they'll... you more about later on. They got talons and, and sharp beaks. and yeah. A bird in your house is going to make quite a ruckus anyway, because they're going to be fucking everywhere. They're not used to being in a place that has very little space. That was a good rhyme. Uh, but, and then so they're like up on the ceiling and they're hitting all the shit that's everywhere that's normally out of the way of critters. And it's a, it's a whole big to do. I would fucking lose my shit if a bird came crashing through my window, especially one that was like big and could like stand on its two feet and come and peck you to death. Yes, if I if my house was invaded with ostriches, I'd be very concerned. Or wild turkeys. If a wild turkey came through my fucking window, like I would freak the fuck out. I would grab oh, my well, I mean, and yeah, run my yeah, life. but I mean they're not going to be they're not that big. It doesn't matter though. They don't have know, to be that right. big in order I'm to like they, they're not going totally to stand mess, up and peck you to death. Up, dude. These turkeys will fuck you up. I'm not Oh, even well kidding. yeah. I mean it's terrifying. Are, it's terrifying. Animals are way more hardcore than people are. Although, you want to know what was more fucking terrifying than that? The goddamn bat and all the rabies worrying that I have had to do for the last But no one's got months. rabies? No one's gotten rabies yet, no. No one's got rabies yet, that's nope. good. Nope, we are still free of rabies <laughs> in my household. <laughs> Rabie-free? <sighs> but you know how much I fucking stressed about that bat. Like, that yeah. bat was awful. But also, yeah. what would also be awful, and hopefully that secret, terrible fear doesn't come true, is a goddamn turkey coming through, just crashing through the glass. And I wonder, it's already big enough to just splinter the kitchen window and come crashing I through. I imagine that I have a greater chance of having a turkey bust through my window than you do having one bust through your window. Because there are wild turkeys in this area. Oh, yeah. There's some in Spokane, too. My sister had, like, one in her neighborhood. It would, like, come around every year and, like... Wear a little pilgrim's hat and gobble. Yeah. They yeah, came. They were, like, they a whole group of them. There's a whole gang of those 
freaking wild turkeys. Yeah, I guess they have people in the valley shoot at turkeys on Thanksgiving sometimes. I don't know. I live kind of in the country. <laughs> well, the rest of the story is just basically how uh, anyone was useless as to what to advise to do uh, in order to prevent such a thing from happening to oneself. Because it says to give turkeys a wide berth. But uh, I feel like just being in your house, like eating dinner, like inside, that's giving them a wide berth. Like you're not... Bars on the windows. That way the motherfuckers can't make it through. If you live in turkey country. They're just small, angrier velociraptors. Mm-hmm. No, birds are fucking terrifying. I hate birds. But at least they don't tend to carry rabies. But they carry, a, like, a shitload of other diseases, too. Which also is, like, really upsetting Some to me. Some of them do, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of them. Birds are just disgusting. Lice. They have, like, mites and, yeah, and just... Yeah. You know, they're the ones that always carry all the fucking, like, shitty fatal flus that actually true. can be uh, true. given to humans. Yeah, that's true. Fucking birds. Yeah, avian flu is the fucking worst. It's the worst. Well, I got one more from this same article. And I love the name. Uh, I love the title of the story. It's called Hank Hate Beak. The Big Bird on Campus. Wow. Hate Beak. How do you like that? Hank that's, Hate Beak. That's something else. In 2017, wild turkeys wreaked so much havoc on campus at the University of Cal California at Santa Cruz that students started keeping tabs and even naming individual offenders. The biggest culprit the was Hank Hatebeak, a particularly large and hostile specimen with a proclivity for pecking car tires. Quote, I used to feel bad about eating turkeys, end quote, art student Caroline Alfonso said in a news release, quote, now I feel less sympathy, end quote. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So Hank's a real dickhead. Hank is such a fucking dickhead. Pecking at people's tires in the parking lot, probably like just like kind of standing right in front of their car, you know, and they're just like, uh, hey, dude, but, you know, they want to make a move to their car, but also they don't want to get fucking pecked to death or even pecked at all. Right. Well, no one was good. I mean, you don't want to get bit by any sort of wild animal. No. I think I would mace that goose or that, <laughs> that turkey. Some fucking turkey. Yeah. Some He's like, so oh, fucking right, mean, well, too. I can, I can see, like, some Canadian goose, like, just oh, doing yeah. that in a parking lot, too, just being a fucking asshole. I should look up, like, geese terror st stories, like, next. Oh, man, yeah, no, that's, yeah. There's, like, a meme about why Canadians are so nice is because they pour all their hatred and anger into I their geese or something. That. yes. Yeah. That is, I feel like that is 100% true. Yeah, I believe it. Let's talk about a strange thing that was found. Okay. Quite some time ago. In 1900 or 1901, somewhere around there, divers found these strange bronze things at a shipwreck in Antikythera. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but I'm going to call it that, Antikythera, which is a small island in the Mediterranean. These things, they looked like modern clock gears, like very precise clock gears, which is 
uncommon for that for for how old these things end up being. There's also a ring that they found. It was divided kind of like a protractor, so it was had segments marked off on it. They found wooden fragments around it, and so what they uh, believe is that it was about the size of a mantle clock. Now, a mantle clock is something that's probably not around very much these days. Uh, that's like the kind of shit my grandparents had. Uh, it's just a clock that sits like on a mantle above a fireplace. So it's about the size of a shoebox, like a boot box, not like a small shoebox. Well, you used to have to have like clocks around like all the time, you know, especially if you wanted to be a person who kept up on the time. You need one in your living room, you need one in your kitchen, you need true, true. one on your bedside table. And mantel clocks were something that was like passed down. It was kind of like a, a grandfather clock, but more easy to deal with. My mom's got some old clocks and she fucking like loves the shit out of them and I hate them. My yeah, God. These things, they always make I so much fucking literally noise. literally cannot stand them. Yeah, well, that, that may be true. This thing was also clock-like in appearance. Well, they believe anyway, since they just found like bits of bronze and like, and what have you. But uh, they believe that it, it also looked like a, a clock. So the very front of it was dominated by this large circular area. And there is rotating hands on it. We'll talk about that stuff a little bit more later. So... They didn't know what the fuck this thing was up until the 1970s and 1990s, where they were able to do some x-ray imaging. Uh, they, at that point, figured out that it's probably some kind of ancient computer, possibly the very first computer to have been made. It tracked the sun, the moon, and the planets that were visible from uh, by the naked eye. So that's like five planets, I think. In 2006, a guy named Mike Edmonds of Cardiff University in Wales did CT scans, and these found some inscriptions that had been previously undetected, and some tell how it works, uh, others hint to where it comes from. So these inscriptions they found were, they had like month names on them, and they were months that were used in Corinth. So they were Corinthian month names. Corinth was like a I want to say like adversary maybe, or at least contemporary of ancient Greece, of like classical, uh, classical Bronze Age Greece. There's also a dial on it that shows important dates. So like it shows when the Olympics are happening. And it shows a Northwestern ancient Greek holiday called Na. And then a Southern Greek holiday, uh, a place called the Rhodes Islands, called Heliaya. And so they were expecting that the mechanism was being moved from southern Greece up to northwestern Greece. And then, like, the ship that was carrying it crashed or whatever. There's also this dude called Posidonius, who, according to Cicero, had something similar, like a very similar device. And he had a workshop in Rhodes. And so there's also a possibility that. It was going, coming from him, or perhaps going to him. Maybe it was coming from the northwest, uh, heading, heading south. There's also an eclipse on there that happened in Babylon in 205 BCE. So it's possible that it's even older than that and made by someone completely different, or at least 
was originally made by someone different than uh, who they believe it was here in, in Greece. Uh, they found 82 pieces of this motherfucker so far. It, it moved at least seven hands across this, this circular uh, plate. Uh, there was a sun, a moon, and then the four planets uh, visible to the naked eye plus Earth. So there was Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. Okay. Then, yeah, Earth. There was a rotating black and silver ball which showed the phase of the moon that it was in. And this thing is accurate. This is like super fucking accurate. Like today it's still accurate. It's less accurate today, but it's also been a couple thousand years. Right. And so shit changes in, you know, a couple millennia. Not very much. I mean, it's still discernible what they're what they're what they're showing on this machine. The inscriptions on the device said which stars rose and set on any date, which is fucking wild. So you'll see what, you know, the North, the North Star or whatever the fuck they called that at the time, where it would come up, when it would come up. Mm-hmm. There was also two dials on the back. Uh, the two dials on the back each had a pin that set into the grooves on them. Mm-hmm. And the grooves, it was, it was kind of like, they're like two records, kind of, two vinyl records a little bit, except they were made of bronze or whatever so you would spin these dials and one was a calendar and one showed the lunar and solar eclipse timings so when when these events happened again all very accurate inscriptions also reveal that there was some pointers on the front face there was a gold ball for the sun and a fire red ball that was for mars uh, there's also they're also missing the bits that made the planetary pointers move. Since they're missing those bits, they're not really 100% sure how they made that happen. Because since you're viewing everything from Earth, the planets kind of zig and zag back and forth across the sky. This was something the ancient Greeks called epicycles. What this would require is small gears going around the outside of the larger ones in kind of a way that's fairly complicated. I don't really understand it, but what's more important than me not understanding it is that it's unlikely that they had it, or it's at least shocking that they were able to do something that complicated back, you know, 2,000 years ago. Yes, it is. So that's a pretty wild-ass thing. It is. I mean, they made things like Stonehenge back in the day, so they, they were obviously ancient people were aware of planetary and, like, astrological shit, but to make a device that's so precise... Yeah. Out of I feel bronze, like if I was... Born into, like, an ancient time, I would so not be the person that figured out how to do that shit. No, because in ancient times, you were, you, if you were still born a woman, you would be making babies and getting the shit that's, kicked out of you, probably. Yeah, that's probably true. So, I mean... My miserable life would probably be done by the age I'm at now. More than likely. More than likely. And if not, you'd be... a a, a I don't even know. Fucking yeah. hardcore as shit. <laughs> but, I mean... Probably seen a lot of shit, I imagine. More than likely. But, like, 
for what reason? I mean, is it just a calendar? Was it just sort of a thing that rich people put on their uh, mantle and they would be like, oh, okay, well, what's today or whatever and spin some dials and see what's happening? Oh, what gods do we, you know, worship today because of the moon and the sun and the, the stars and all that shit? Just, Maybe he was like the announcer guy, you know, like the. Like in Good Morning like, Vietnam? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Where's the thing from? Like Greece. Good morning, yeah. Greece. You know, good, good morning, morning Athens. Antica- yeah, but yeah, yeah, who knows? Who knows? It's a wild, so, a wild. So I mean, machine. the guy would have to like he he would have to have knowledge of all the holidays and like dates coming up. He's like like the event planner and like town crier for like everything. So, but maybe they were more common than that. I mean, maybe they were could be around, and the only reason that these particular ones were found was because they were in a good environment to find them. Mm-hmm. Maybe pieces of well, bronze. Well, they seem that pretty were... intricate. I mean, time is money even back then. So Yeah, yeah. And how they Seems made the like things. something like, you know, something only rich people could afford and or someone who's like an event planner and needs to know all the important dates coming up. Yes, which is uh possible that it was just a fancy event planner. Yes. That is my theory. Well, why don't you tell us about some more terrifying turkeys? All right. This second set of stories is brought to you by www.wired.com. Weirdest incidents, wild turkeys. In Bridgeport, Connecticut, there is, or was, I should say, a wild turkey known as Wilhelma. 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 I don't know if it's Wilhelma or Wilhelma. Probably Wilhelma. I mean, if they're doing the German pronunciation. I'm assuming. No, she suddenly disappeared from outside the FBI and DEA office in downtown Bridgeport. And she apparently spent most of her time down there. That was... Like her freaking block or whatever. She was probably a Russian spy. <laughs> well, I think maybe you might be right about that. Well, because you remember when we did the, I think it was, was it the MK Ultra episode? I can't remember where they like uh, did surgery on a, a cat and like made it have a whole bunch of uh, listening devices on it. And uh-huh. they would send it out to where spies would like hang out and talk in parks. Yeah. And they released it, and then it immediately got ran over by a taxi or something? Well, maybe that was the suspicion, because two security guards reported seeing two, quote, thugs, end quote, get out of a car, chase Wilhelma down, snap her back, stash her body in their black sedan, and then speed off. That's super weird. That is super. It's like, what the fuck does this turkey know? Oh my gosh. It probably has something on the Clintons. <laughs> I 100% would believe that. I would buy that. Like, that like, was that the turkey. That turkey fucking knows. That was the turkey that Bill Clinton pardoned. <laughs> and it, like, it just so happened to hear something it shouldn't have during that process. No, I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's it. One office worker said that it feels like the loss of a colleague. Wow. 
That's really sad. Yeah. Poor Wilhelma. Yeah. Wasn't really doing anything to anybody except living in front of the, the FBI and like maybe not DEA maybe it's offices. Like a deep cover operative. Well, that's I mean, especially with given her demise. I mean, Jesus Christ, who the fuck does that to like a wild turkey? And do they like know these it's really mobsters? Dead? I mean, you know, like the Sopranos get out of a black sedan and then like just come and like freaking snap her back and throw her in there and speed well, off. Well, maybe it was all just for show. Maybe like she didn't actually get her back snapped, and they just—I mean, how do they know? They didn't find the body clearly, so. Right. I'm, I mean, I'm not sure how huge of an investigation was launched into like what happened. I'm thinking probably not very much at all. They were just like, oh, well, that's strange. Well, that's what I would have thought. I mean, it's like, <laughs> did they say what month it was? Was it maybe November? They Maybe they just saw like people that couldn't afford a turkey were <laughs> jumping the one that they saw at the, you know, it's like, there's building. the one. Get it. We're going to go home and we're going to fucking pluck this motherfucker. <laughs> we're going to pluck it and we're going to eat the shit out of this bitch. <laughs> it probably doesn't take as long to, to bake when it's not a giant ball of ice. Yeah. Oh, I guess you thaw it anyway, don't you? Well, you do thaw it, but that takes extra time. This You could just like pluck this and like put it straight to the oven, you know? Yeah, like 15 minutes, 20 minutes? No. Mm -hmm. like it wouldn't have to like minutes, sit out probably. like thawing like overnight. Yeah, you like wouldn't in, like, have to just shove anything the right on way so that yeah. you don't like give everybody salmonella. Although it's sometimes it, that might be fine to give everybody salmonella. Yeah, it depends on who you have to depends hang on out the company. with on Thanksgiving. Depends on the company, yeah. Usually for me, it seems to be a bit of a mixed bag. So good turkey for good turkey for some, and the salmonella <laughs> turkey turkey for for others. Yeah, that's a that's a little bit different to pull off. Especially okay. if you're going to go with salmonella. People are going to notice that only the people like puking and shitting themselves ate this other turkey. Hey, you know, if they pull it off in uh, eastern Oregon, well, they barely pull it off. Well, they sickened, they sickened quite a few, those Rajishnis. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, those guys were fucking nuts. Absolutely. Well, you want to hear one more? This is funny. Uh, in Maryland, a group of people outside the Faith United Church of Christ were charged by a mob of wild turkeys. The congregants had stepped outside to take a break while cooking a large turkey dinner. Oh, shit. Yeah. And the other local turkeys were like, <laughs> like what the fuck is this? Yes, exactly. Apparently, gangs of Turkey were just uh, roaming the streets of Boston at the time. These are fucking Boston turkeys, as opposed Jesus, to the wild New Jersey surly. turkey. All of these turkeys are like in the Northeast. It's kind of crazy. Maybe there's more turkeys in the in the Northeast than I guess. I mean, we have them here. Or maybe too, there's but... less. There's less land in, or less like undeveloped land in the Northeast. Maybe. Because, like, Massachusetts, I don't know, that probably doesn't have a whole lot of undeveloped land. That's an old <laughs> fucking place. Like, Maine, I'm sure there's not a lot of turkeys because they're, they've got forests to hang out in. Yeah, Lobster I don't know. Leaf. I don't know. All I know is these northeast turkeys are, they don't fuck around. 
Surly fucking bunch. Yes. Gangs of Turkey attacking children, homeowners, and crossing guards. Fucking crossing guards. Yeah. People going to the mailboxes were being chased into the street, and yeah. It, wow. it says in parentheses uh, that the area's turkeys are known to claw at people's faces. Well, a lot of birds will attack a head because the head looks like it's a bird perched on a thing. Right. Like, that's why I, that's why owls just attack the head. Well, yeah, but owls are also carnivores. I don't think uh, turkeys are supposed to attack your head. I think all birds are, I mean, maybe not all. Yeah, well, all birds just want to fucking peck your goddamn eyes out. But anything opinion, will so. take, take a, a meat meal if it can. <laughs> I mean, a deer will eat a fucking groundhog if the groundhog gets too close to its mouth. Will they really? Yeah. I have no idea I've seen that videos. Happened. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just like deer eating grass, comes up with grass, comes up with grass, comes up with like mole or something. Just like, oh. I am shocked. It was fucking there. I am 100% shook by that. I had no idea that deer, deer did that. Deer are kind of asshole anyway. Deer are gentle forest creatures that I love, actually. And I'm okay they make with the disgusting fact. noises. They're covered in flies. Well, and ticks too. Yeah, disgusting. That. Deer disgusting. ticks are yeah. like a thing. They deer have fly. Their, that's a thing they, too. Yeah, they have their own. They even have their like own insects. Like that's how like they're, they are. they're parasites that belong with them. They're like, all right, that's disgusting. <laughs> Northeast turkeys don't fuck around. They'll don't claw fuck your around face Northeast off. turkeys and don't yeah. fuck with them. Yeah, they'll claw your fucking face off. Clearly. Well, I've got a strange story to tell you. All right. This is an article out of The Guardian. New Zealand Council ends contract with Wizard after two decades of service. This was published Friday, October 15th, 2021. Oh, okay. So that's, that's not from like 1900 then. No, no. This isn't even from the 50. No, no. This is, this is from like last month. Wow. This is like actual today time. The official wizard of New Zealand, perhaps the only state-appointed wizard in the world, has been cast from the public payroll, spelling the end to a 23-year legacy. 23 years. Did they really word it like that? Yep, that's... It's been, it's been cast. Spelling cast from the public you know. payroll. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. The wizard, whose real name is Ian Brackberry Channel, or Chanel, 88, has been contracted by Christchurch City Council for the past two decades to promote the city through, quote, acts of wizardry and other wizard-like services, unquote, at a cost of $16,000 a year. Holy shit, he got sixteen grand a year for just for being a wizard? If he, I don't know what that entails, but he was yeah, paid a total of... Yeah, what qualifies you for this position? He's got a beard and a hat. <laughs> Uh, he has been paid a total of $368,000. What? Well, over 23 years. Oh. Salary I, for 23 years. I hate years. to think about actually, like, how much money I've actually, like, made, like, all together. Well, you, know you know what's really going to depress you is you, there's some way you can find out how much you've spent on Amazon. Oh, no. Yeah, don't do that. I already have enough where it's it's always scolding me for not having the amazon credit card but in like my opinion that's just a bad idea mm -hmm. um 
but it's like, oh, you could have saved this much with your 5% cash back. And like that figure is so huge. And like that's 5% of what I spent like, at Amazon. Fuck you, you convenient ass shit. Right? Uh, uh, so that, that, I mean, that requires math. So I don't know the exact number, but it's enough. But you can, can just sort of like can kind cast of guess it away. That. Just like, oof. Yeah. 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 The wizard, who was born in England, began performing acts of wizardry and entertainment in public spaces shortly after arriving in New Zealand in 1976. When the council originally tried to stop him, the public protested. In 1982, the New Zealand Art Gallery Directors Association said he had become a living work of art, and then, in 1990, the Prime Minister at the time, Mike Moore, asked that he consider becoming the Wizard of New Zealand. Quote, I am concerned that your wizardry is not at the disposal of the entire nation, unquote, Moore wrote on his official letterhead. Quote, I suggest, therefore, that you should urgently consider my suggestion that you become the Wizard of New Zealand, Antarctica, and relevant offshore areas. No doubt there will be implications in the area of spells, blessings, curses, and other supernatural matters that are beyond the competence of mere prime ministers, unquote. Since then, he has performed in, tr in Christchurch, rain-danced in New Zealand and Australia during droughts, and was awarded the Queen's Service Medal in the 2009 Queen's Birthday Honors. But he has also encountered controversy with off-color comments about women. Oh, he's a controversial wizard. Yeah, he probably... Yeah, controversial comments about women. Hmm. So I'm imagining that means that he was just not being a great fella. <laughs> Certainly yeah. not being a great wizard. Well, yeah, apparently not. Well, although there was a very little COVID-19 in New Zealand, but now they're starting to get more cases. So perhaps he was keeping COVID-19 away. I don't know. I doubt it. In an April screening of Channel 3's comedy current affairs show, New Zealand Today, hosted by Guy Williams, the wizard said he liked to, to tease women by telling them they were devious and said, quote, they are using cunning to get men who are thick, unquote. <laughs> he used the word cunning. Quote, I love women. I forgive them all the time. What? I never struck one yet. <laughs> Never strike a woman because they bruise too easily is the first thing. And they'll tell the neighbors and their friends. And then you're in big trouble, unquote. <laughs> Sounds like he's just trying to be, like, witty and just kind of failed. But he's, like, 88 short. years old or something. So right. he's like, Yeah, I mean, he's 88. He's a little dated. I mean, Jesus. Hella my, dated. Yeah. My grandparents acted dated for sure. Oh, right. The council said it had sent the wizard a letter thanking him for his services to Christchurch over the past decades and informing him that they were closing the book on his contract, a council spokesperson Lynn McClellan said. McClellan added that it was a difficult decision, but the wizard would, quote, forever be a part of Christchurch history, unquote. Wow, okay. Are they going to get a new wizard? The city is embarking on new tourism and promotional direction that will reflect its diverse communities and, quote, showcase a vibrant, diverse, modern city that is attractive to residents, domestic and international visitors, 
new businesses and skilled migrant workers, unquote, she said. Oh my gosh. The wizard said the council had decided to stop paying him because he did not fit, quote, the vibes, unquote, of the city. He said he was a provocateur. He was just not PC enough. Like, they're being super PC. He's not PC. Yeah, he's just like, you can't beat women because they tell. <laughs> That's basically what he like, said. Yeah, you can't say that. We're, we're trying they to make, They bruise you know... too easily, and then they'll tell people. Like, okay, slugger. Yeah, and the city's like, we don't want to be viewed that way. Like, we love everyone. Quote, it's just they don't like me because they're boring old bureaucrats and everyone likes me and no one likes them, unquote, he said. No, 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 poo-poo, you little shit fucks. The wizard is a well-known face to Christchurch residence, but in recent years his presence has diminished and sightings have become rare. He said that is because the council has made him invisible and would not respond to his suggestions to improve tourism. Quote, but when they canceled his honorarium, everyone got furious. They have awakened a hornet's nest here. It's hilarious. The next few months are going to be real fun, unquote. The wizard said he would keep up his regular appearances at Christ Church's arts centers, chatting to tourists and locals. The center is hosting an ex exhibition of his life this month, which is supported by the council. When asked if he would curse the council over its decision, he said he would prefer to give blessings. Quote, I give children happy dreams, general good health, and I want to make bureaucrats more human, unquote. So it sounds and like... And also, don't leave any marks. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it seems like it's, you know, he's kind of miffed about the whole thing, but... It seems like there is a lot of wizard drama going on. <laughs> there is some wizard drama. It's, I mean... It's a wild thing. Mm-hmm. But, hey, I'm fine with it. I think it's good. I think we should have a, a, an American wizard, but he'd probably be, like, David Blaine or something, so. <laughs> that would be less cool than some elderly gentleman with a beard. Right. Well, why don't you uh, lead us out with some more terrifying turkey titillation? All right. I know. That was the only thing I could think of for alliteration with the last word, well, so I apologize. That's all right. This last one, I'm going to go with one that I really would like to find out some more information on and maybe do a future episode segment oh. on it. <laughs> this comes from hauntedohiobooks.com. Tales of Terrible Turkeys. Now, this is a little bit different than an actual like turkey attack but it's a turkey attack nonetheless Ooh, now i'm intrigued yeah now this took place in san francisco november 29th 1909 long fucking time ago a long fucking time ago the article reads an attempt to poison the family of adolf odinger a retired railroad ticket broker by means of a poisoned turkey sent to his home Thanksgiving became known today when police admitted that they were searching for the would-be poisoner. And of course, obviously, this is, was the actual article written in like 1909. Right. You can tell from the way. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they talked fucking funny back then. Yeah, they did. The turkey was left in the kitchen of the Ottinger residence during the temporary absence of the Chinese cook. 
did they really need to point out that the cook was Chinese? Well, obviously, because it was 1909. Oh, yes, yes. of course, because yeah. yes, it was relevant in 1909. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Believing it was the gift of some friend, Ottinger ordered the cook to place it in the pantry until one already being prepared for the table was disposed of. So maybe they had like a different cook at the time. The following day, it was noticed that the turkey had assumed a peculiar color and becoming suspicious, Ottinger carried it to a chemist who found a large quantity of arsenic in the dressing. Jesus Christ. There is no clue to the identity of the person leaving the turkey, nor to the motive for in, for attempting to the murder of an entire family. So they didn't even know. They were just like, I don't know, some rando wanted to fucking kill you, and we didn't, we're not sure why. <laughs> yeah. So that came from the Los Angeles Herald on the 30th of November, 1909. Now, the article says, as a side note, Adolf Ottinger was much in the news, including three attempts to burn his mansion and murder Mrs. Ottinger in 1912, and several arrests for various financial irregularities. A longer article on the poisoning and on the poisoning said that the turkey was found on the sidewalk between the Ottinger residence and a police detective's home by the Ottinger's chauffeur and that the bird poisoned two grapefruits kept in the same icebox, sickening Mr. and Mrs. Ottinger. Jesus. Yeah, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And why are they accepting, like, random food at this point? I guess so, I know, right? Wait, what year was it again? 1909? It was 1909, and apparently all this other stuff, like, happened after in 1912, but I mean, I don't know, I feel like that kind of thing doesn't just start with, like, a a poisoned turkey at Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. I feel like whatever this guy was up to, he was in deep before the turkey incident. (laughs) That's a weird, I mean, that's a real offshoot. Just like, hey, how about we just uh, send this guy some arsenic turkey? Yeah. And hope he eats it. Uh Uh-huh. Because, you know, if someone shows up at my house with like a dead turkey, like, no thanks. Right. Captain. Thanks, but no thanks. You take your fucking corpse and you get the fuck out of here. Although it does remind me of. Did have you watched the um, Only Murders in the Building? I don't even know what that is. It's on Hulu, and you should watch it because it's like about like it's got like Steve Martin in it, and it's super great. It's about a podcast too, like these neighbors, like these wacky neighbors, decide to do decide to do a true crime podcast. Ah, and so it's funny. It's funny to watch, especially if you do podcasts. But they are. They're interviewing like the the serial of like their fiction land or whatever, and who's played by Tina Fey, and she says that she got somebody to talk for her podcast, which got super famous by cooking them a turkey and showing up their house unexpectedly, because it just like totally like disarmed them and they fucking, yeah like, different confessed. than showing up with a fucking corpse, right? A cooked corpse is better than a raw corpse, right? And especially if it's like a large bird and not like a person. Yeah. I mean, I'd be... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably... Eat the I'd, I'd be the cool bird, with, like, no, no human corpse cooked or uncooked. Like, being cooked isn't really going to be the the actual deal breaker for me. It's the... It's the corpse, I yeah. see. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, you're probably more of a regular person than I am, then, I guess. I guess I am. 
Well, I think that's what we have for you this episode. Have a great Thanksgiving. You know, for those of you like in America, I guess, who celebrate that, I guess it's yeah. not really, that's not a worldwide Canadians thing. celebrated their Thanksgiving in October. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, you know. Do they also base it off the genocide of the American Indian or the Canadian uh, no, I think Indian? They have a, <laughs> no, I, I, I think they have a better reason, but I, I don't really know because, uh, I mean, I'm not fucking Canadian. Right. Um, maybe. I hope, I hope, I hope it's better. Um, but, you know. Probably not. If you, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> we're, we're all just a bunch of, yeah. Uh, so, you know, tell us your stories. We know you people have stories. We'll read your stories. We, we don't have to say your name. No. Unless you want us to. But email your stories about uh, alien abductions, ghosts, shadow people, black-eyed children, um, Bigfoot would love to hear some Bigfoot stories. Uh, have you seen Nessie? Fucking tell us about it. You can email all this information to us at strangerthanpodcast at gmail.com. You can also take a look at the podcast syndicate we're a part of, ageofradio.org. You can find us at ageofradio.org slash stranger than where you can stream our episodes if you need a place to stream them from. You can find us at any of the social media sites we're at. Just do a search for Stranger Than or Stranger Than Podcast. We have a group. You can join it if you'd like. It's The Strange Space on Facebook. And I think with that, we will uh, talk to you next time. And stay strange. <laughs>